Welcome into All Pro Lines, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you uh, giving us a little time. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook Live. Back. You can ask questions, you can make comments, write jokes, do whatever you want right there on Facebook Live. Ron Milford already in. What's up, Ron? Why would you? Why would you get a rush? Yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Oh, I did that wrong. That's no, okay. We'll get back to that in a minute. <laughs> I'm still, you can see I'm still learning. I'm the producer and the host. I'm the only host and the only producer. Yeah, we miss you, Aaron Hodges. We miss you a lot. Uh, welcome in. We got lots to talk about. What a great weekend in the NFL. It's uh, some more crazy, upsetting, fantastical, fascinating, interesting things. Brees Hall's about to be the dynasty number one running back. Uh, the the Packers, not good. We're going to talk about that with our guest today. Our guest is Tim Harbston, a lifelong Packers fan, fantastic comedian out of the Minneapolis area. I'll give you some more details about him a little bit later on. But I thought it might be interesting to chat with him today after a tough uh, trip to London for the Pack. Um, let me encourage you to enjoy a little monkey knife fight. Monkey knife fight is props. They don't even like the word bet. It's props. Uh you, you, you bet you take a okay tell you what i did three i like the five dollar bets that's how I'm, I'm cheap you can bet two dollars you can bet a thousand dollars whatever you want uh i like i like to make three five dollar bets on a on a game like monday night monday night's perfect because it's an island game there's nothing else going on you get a couple props going makes them more interesting to watch even if the game's a blowout or something weird happens and the game's otherwise not fantastic you still got stuff going on i like overs right i picked Mahomes. 285 and a half passing yards. That's the over-under. Derek Carr, 275 and a half passing yards. I took the over on both, hoping for a shootout. I think I think Mahomes is unstoppable, and I think, you know, the Derek's gonna have to try to keep up. So let's let's see a bunch of passing yards. It's fun to root for. I took the unders on uh, Hunter Renfro, 44 and a half receiving yards, and Valdez Scantling, 42 and a half receiving yards, because I think those guys are a little overrated on their teams right now. And then I took, uh, you do a little thing where you draft three players and you root for three or four or five touchdowns for them collectively, and you get different payouts depending on what you pick. I picked Kelsey, Edwards-Alaire, and Devontae Adams for four touchdowns total. Kelsey could get three, and then you get one thrown in there by one of the other dudes, and then you're boom, you win. That's a $5 buy and $20 payout, you see? And the other ones are 17 and a half on $5 bet. I like the bets where it's like, if it goes right, you know, if I get one of these right, I'm already getting a profit and I could get two right. Last Monday, I picked all three right. You never know. It makes it fun. Anyway, monkey knife fight. And if you use the code uh, all pro lines, no spaces, all pro lines, they give you an extra hundred bucks for your first uh, deposit. They match whatever you put in up to a hundred bucks. Just for, as a secret, they do it pretty much all the time. But if you use my code, I get a couple of the bucks. It costs you nothing, and you're helping out the podcast that you know and love. You see, that's how that's how affiliate programs work. All right. Uh, gigs coming up. Atlanta, Sioux Falls, Farmington, Albuquerque. I'm excited about the stuff on the schedule. I'm doing Acme in Minneapolis, uh, Tim Harmston's home club, uh, New Year's week. So come see me there. Uh, check out the socials. We're doing some fun stuff on social media at the All Pro Lines accounts. We're even on TikTok now, so you can pick any of the big five. It's mostly Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, but we're also doing TikTok, and we're also doing YouTube, and we're growing that part of it a little bit more. And also come find Kostaki Economopolis on the socials, because I have finally gotten the message that I need to be posting more videos and clips of me doing stand-up and funny content out there all the time. So I'm, I'm getting a little better at it. I'm posting more and more stuff of uh, sometimes crowd work from the road. I love the road, by the way. Oh, my goodness. I just got back from uh, Chico. It was a fantastic show in a little theater with kind of a cool theater vibe. Thank you to the folks of Chico. 
and I had a great time three nights around uh, Southern Oregon, knocking around the Medford area, Ashland and Talent and Medford. Really fun, crunchy, fun Oregon folk. I was playing cards. I was drinking beer. It was great. It was like a little kid back in, uh, you know, back in the playpen. So, uh, all right, let's check in, see who's here with us on the Facebook Live. We got Ron. We got Jim Hall. What's up, Jim Hall? We have Barry and Andrew. Nice. Jim Hall, our buddy from, uh, who's going to bring up Taysom Hill? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We do need to talk about Taysom Hill. Oh, I, I have a great story. In, in my home league, in my old home league that I'm the commissioner of, it's called Georgia Roots Football. I just traded for uh, Kyle Pitts, and uh, it's a keeper league. So I'm, I, you know, my team's kind of toast. I lost, uh, I lost my only good running back, uh, and so I thought, ah, eh, let me build for next year. I traded for Kyle Pitts. Then Kyle Pitts was ruled inactive, so I just went to the waiver wire and I put in Taysom Hill. And I'm going to win this week against an arch rival I had no business beating because my team sucks. And Taysom Hill made it fun for me. I can't believe I'm like Andreas Economopoulos on the thing. Shout out to Andreas, who today won his uh, Which Comes First. When he was a guest on the show not two or three weeks ago, we did a Which Comes First. Uh, firing, uh, which coach is going to get fired first, basically. And it was Matt Rule versus the field. And Andreas picked Matt Rule and I picked the field. You win, bro. <laughs> uh we've got jerry oliver we got kevin wilson this is nice we appreciate you guys uh <laughs> thomas giving me shit about the budget for my backdrop yeah as i believe this is a six dollar plant yeah that's right we're keeping it simple around here i've actually had a couple of backdrop ideas you guys can maybe uh you can chime in on this i was actually thinking of doing a um what do you call that? It's um, like when you go to a bar and it's got the curly, swirly uh, writing. Why, why am I blanking on this word? Anyway, you know, the you can get like a thing. I could have a thing built that says all pro lines and cursive behind me that's lit up. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking of doing that. I don't know if that's too much, though. I could post it. I have a really cool framed uh, picture of the 20th anniversary of, uh, from Acme. I could do that. Hey, Marge is in here. Marge Conomopoulos. Irene and Pete say hello too. Oh, cool. Greetings, everybody. Heather. Heather, I just <laughs> the, Heather says the plant might just be one huge leaf. No, I got there's little leaf. There's look, there's a little one too. There's a little one coming, and then there's another big one on the other side. I got Heather. I just met in Oregon. See, I'm friendly, folks. I, I'll come drink beer with you. Come, you come find me out there somewhere. I lost a light. What happened? Oh, goodness gracious. I can't be the producer and the host. It's too many things. Come back, Aaron. <laughs> Neon. Thank you. Oh, Andrea. Cool. Cowboy fan from Idaho. Congratulations. Four and one. You guys should have gotten rid of your star quarterback sooner. Then you'd be doing just fine by now. Four and one. It's crazy. Cowboys with their backup quarterback. Four and one. Makes no sense. A lot of things make no sense. And we're going to cover a lot of that stuff tonight. Um, today? Tonight. Big game tonight, by the way. It's going to be fun. I have a lot riding on it. I'm, I'm alive in the pick'em pool as well. Could be good. Uh, all right. Let's see. What are we doing here? Let's do. Uh, let's dive in. We did some plugs. We did some talking to the folks. Let's do some jokes. We're, let's see if I can get this right. Barry <laughs> is the answer. See? All right, let's just let it play and see if it comes back to the beginning again. It's tricky, I tell you. Where's Glenn? We need Glenn. Where are you, Glenn? What if you... The two-minute drill. There's Glenn. <laughs> All right, get the idea. <laughs> Broncos country, let's hide. What is happening? Russell Wilson underwent a procedure on his throwing soldier. Throwing shoulder. Throwing soldier? Oh, goodness. Throwing shoulder. I hope it was performed by a wizard. He's beyond medical science at this point in thoughts and prayers. He needs a magician. He needs Dave and Blaine to put him in the end zone. That's his only hope. Somebody please make his personality disappear as well. Watching the Broncos feels a bit like undergoing a procedure. Goodness. 
I, I, I think I'll think of that game if I ever need to, you know, slow down at something. Uh, let Russ cook, by which I mean, can he please stay home on Sundays and make soup or something? Somebody said Russell's in a good place. Is it CR's vagina? Because that's the only good place I can think of. He doesn't look good on the field at all. <laughs> uh, the Colts outlasted the Broncos. Funny, what I'm trying... <laughs> that game was so boring, a soccer match broke out. It ended four kicks to three kicks. The Jets say Tyreek's, Tyreek Hill's comments rubbed him the wrong way. See also Deshaun Watson. It's a good thing you didn't say anything about Tom Brady. That would be 15 yards for roughing the goat. You knew we were going to have to talk about this subject. Goodness gracious. That's a terrible roughing the passer call for Tom Brady. Who's the ref? Brady's divorce lawyer? Nature's weird. I've never seen a zebra fuck a falcon before. You see, these are the jokes we can't do on the radio, everybody. That's why you come here to All Pro Lines, the podcast. I think the ref is divorced from reality. After the game, the ref said Grady Jarrett threw Brady to the ground unnecessarily. That is the way the defense ends the play. That is the structure of the game. It's literally necessary roughness. He grabbed Brady around the waist and gently swung him to the ground. That play was a pile of leaves away from being a romantic comedy. It should have been fluffing the passer. That should have been the... Now that I'm single, I'd like to get fucked by somebody other than the refs. Is, is that too much to ask for? All right. <laughs> How are you supposed to tackle Tom Brady? Does it have to be on a pillow top mattress? You got to get that out there on the field and just the right with 800 thread count sheets and a layer of organic guacamole. What is the rule for tackling Tom Brady? When is this okay? That was the worst call since Alec Baldwin called his daughter. That was the worst call since Mel Gibson called his wife. That was the worst call since the Secret Service let JFK go with a convertible. See, that's a bad call. Since the Titanic went with fewer lifeboats than the people fit in. Since Hitler gave up on art. See, these are bad calls. Since Washington decided to go with the commanders. Since having a drink with Bill Cosby. That's a bad. Since... With the number two overall pick, the Chargers select Ryan Leaf. It's a very bad call. Uh, Tom Brady divorce. Oh, that's the first time I'm rooting for this guy. It's actually the only thing that's made him human. It's the only thing that he feels a little more like a real person to me now. He's not quite the cyborg that I imagine. He's going to be bummed out. He's going to mope around his house and eat one bite of ice cream. But I'm sure it'll be made out of avocados and honey or something. Uh, <laughs> now Tom Brady's going to retire and spend less time with his family. You see, that's, let's do one more. Can't do on radio joke. I wonder if Giselle is leaving Brady because his diet doesn't include pussy. Sorry, honey. I can't. The trainer said no. All right. Um, <laughs> well, fuck it. Let's do a few more jokes. Uh, Aaron Rodgers lost in London. So he's got more in common with the Germans than his weird haircut. They collapsed so badly that Ukraine is taking credit for it. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater knocked out of the game. Quarterbacking the Dolphins is riskier than being a spinal tap drummer. It's worse than going swimming with Antonio Brown. It's riskier than being a Kennedy's girlfriend. You see? Or a Kennedy. It's risky. See what I'm saying? The Dolphins go through quarterbacks like Tom Brady goes through iPads. The Eagles, the only undefeated team. The fans, are they happy? Do the fans in, in Philly get happy? How do they celebrate? Do they throw batteries into the air? I don't know. Let's just, all right. Where's Tim Harpson? He's not here yet. Screw it. I'm doing more jokes. Usually when the Lions get killed like this, it involves a dentist from Michigan on a safari. What happened? The Lions got shut out. Usually when Detroit gets a zero, it's in property value growth. Dan Campbell was so upset he bit his own kneecap. <laughs> yes, I'm fully aware of the weirdness of doing jokes to no one. Yes, I'm, I'm aware. I feel like I'm doing, I, I used to record bits for radio. Where I just did jokes into my phone and sent them in. <laughs> The Lions were the number one scoring offense in the NFL. I don't understand what happened. We replaced the league's most potent offense with Folgers Crystals. Let's see if anyone notices. All right. All right, that's enough jokes. Let's uh, 
let's check back in on the on the peanut gallery see what you guys are saying in here buddha nichols joins us what's up buddy go ravens yeah yeah the ravens are i think the ravens are all right they're certainly fun to watch good goodness Beth says, I'm so funny. First heard you on the Bob and Tom show. Huge Vikings fan from North Dakota. Well, you should come see me when I'm doing uh, Sioux Falls. It's on a globe. It's close, Beth. Uh, oh, oh, Kevin says Skull. Yeah, we got some Vikings fans. You guys are happy about the Packers losing. Vikings win, Packers lose. It's like the best weekend of your lives. Uh, Buddha, yeah. Buddha and I met on uh, on a cruise ship. <laughs> he said, I get paid to sit on a bench and drink. He was the sound guy. That's minimizing what you do, Buddha. But, you know, you do all the things to prepare and get the show up and running. So that's where I found Buddha originally. I believe I had a fantasy football magazine with me on the cruise. <laughs> I think I loaned it to Buddha. Irene's laughing. Oh, that's good. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, we do jokes here. That's what we do. We're, we're supposed to have, uh, we're supposed to have uh, Tim Harmston. I don't know what's happening. Maybe he's having a technical difficulty. We got plenty to talk about. We'll do some more stuff. Um, so, uh, well, all right, let's let's engage the fans. Let's do it that way. Uh, I have a quiz for you guys. Uh, I'll do a quiz with uh, with Tim later, a football quiz. But I have one for you guys. What brewery is the oldest one in America? Actually, the original question I had is, what's the second oldest? Uh, because of a shirt that I'm currently wearing. I don't know if you guys saw it, but that's the answer. Second oldest brewery in America is right here, and I will reveal in a sec. Uh, the first oldest, Jim Hall is the first one to guess, and he is correct with Yingling is the oldest brewery in America. All right, second oldest, anyone want to play? Pennsylvania, that's right. We got a few other Yingling guesses now that I've said it. You're late, Anthony. Get it together. <laughs> maybe the, there's a delay on the thing just busting balls uh i was surprised i this shirt is from a gig i did uh <laughs> ron gesh's paps kevin says bush thomas says i thought yingling was a chinese panda all right we've got some good guesses going on <laughs> jerry says steelhead it's closer to home jerry it's in indiana how's that for a how's that for a hint I worked at this brewery uh, a few years right before the uh, pandemic, and it was a great show. I love that place, and the beer there was awesome, and the vibe was awesome. It's a bunch of like nice, bearded white gentlemen making beer and hanging out. I like bearded white gentlemen. That's kind of my demo. <laughs> Jim says can't stand that beer. It tastes like they haven't cleaned the vats since 1780. Oh, Yingling, Yingling is a little like. When you're in Pennsylvania, you just say lager, and that's what they bring you. It's weird. They're obsessed with Yingling there. I, it's fine. I don't think I'd, it's not doesn't crack my top 50 beers, but it's fine. Sun King. Well, that's Indiana. All right, I'll reveal. I'll reveal the shirt for you guys, The ones the, for those of you watching. I am wearing a shirt from the Terre Haute Brewing Company. How about that? Number two brewery in America. It's been around a long time. Let's see if they have the... Since 1837, says here on the shirt. Yeah, we still don't have we still don't have Tim. Maybe we had a time zone thing. <laughs> Let me text him and see what's up. I'll put you on speaker. Oh, let's see if we let's see if we let's see if we get him at all. Da na 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 na. That's a catchy. That's a catchy song. No, getting nothing. I just confirmed with him like two minutes before the thing. There must be some technical thing. It's not like he flaked. He's a very responsible young man. <laughs> Harmston. Hopefully I yelled enough over the number he didn't hear. I'm leaving him a message. Harmston, we're on the air. Where are you? What are you doing? Is there a technical problem? Call me. Well, don't call me. Just jump on and join the thing. Okay, bye. All right. You know what we'll do? We can go. We'll go to another quiz with you guys. So we'll make it fun. Um, uh, let's see. Let's go to. Hold on. Hold on. I'm producing. 
All right, all right, kids, put your thinking caps on. It's quiz time. (laughs) All right, quiz. No looking it up, no cheating. Winner gets my undying uh, respect for years. Uh, What quarterback has the most fumbles on the season? We just finished week five, 2022 season. The most fumbles on the season. What do you got? Without cheating, without looking it up, throwing some answers here. Come on, Ron. I know you got a guess. Andreas, what do you think? Irene, ask ask Ann Irene to guess. Jerry Oliver says Ryan. Milford says Carolina. Can't even remember the guy's name. Dave Babinus says Wilson. Jim Paul says Joe Biden. It's a good joke. <laughs> Anthony says Jalen Hurts. Mike Todd says Baker Mayfield. All right, these are some good guesses. These are all guesses I would have made. Uh, we got a couple guesses for Stafford in here as well. Uh, we got a Barry says Joe Burrow. Barry's Barry's a lifelong Bengals fan. It's been a little bumpy road this year for you, Barry. We thought this was going to be the year. We'll go back to the very first guess because it's by Andreas Economopoulos who wrote Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is the answer. Uh, and he's in his own category. Listen to this. Matt Ryan has 11 fumbles through five games, the most games in NFL history since the 1970 merger through five games. He's on pace for 37 fumbles, which would smash the current record of 23. Holy hell, Matt Ryan. Get it together. All right. Uh, all right, let's do this. We're going we're gonna to do the show with the audience instead of with Tim Harmston. We're going to do, let's go do it. Which comes first. We'll get you guys to chime in on that as well. Uh, but now it's time for which comes first. Oh yes, it's time for which comes first. Now tell me, will this happen before that happens? It's time for which comes first. But- all right. Uh, all right. Which comes first question. Which comes first, Giants playoff game or Tom Brady retirement? Chime in the comments. (laughs) Barry wrote, AB comes first. (laughs) Oh, that joke's got layers, Barry. He certainly comes first in his own mind. (laughs) First, second, third. He's, I don't even, there's not a, there's not a second place. Uh, Giants playoff game or Tom Brady retirement? Which comes first? Uh, we're getting some answers in here. Let me remind you some of the facts. The Eagles are 5-0. and The Cowboys are 4-1. and The Giants are 4-1. and That division is weirdly competitive, and we thought none of those teams are going to be good. Um, so which comes first? Did the Giants make the playoffs this year? I guess that's basically what the question is. Let's see. Andreas says Brady. Milford says Giants. Andreas doesn't believe in the Giants get keeping it together. It, they do seem like the worst four and one team in the history of football. But you know, eventually, if you keep winning, then that's you don't even you just prove it to be. Uh, Brent John says Brady. Kevin Wilson says Giants playoff game. We're we're splitting it right down the middle. Simultaneous Jim from Jim Hall he says Tom Brady misses and Giants make. Okay, all right. Heather says please Brady. Yep, yep, yep. Jerry Oliver, Dan McLennan says uh, Giants. Once Brady and Giselle split, he'll play till he's fifty. That's a good point. If he's free to do whatever he wants, he's got nothing to go home to, uh, you know. But I think time's catching up with him. I think this year that team doesn't look good, and the team around him is pretty much exactly the same. So I think we're maybe we're here. We, we've been we've been predicting it for seven years now, the Brady fall off year, and I think we're finally here. Thank goodness. Uh, they barely beat the Falcons. They needed a shitty call to seal the game against the Falcons, and they're not even trying to win this year. You guys are spending all the money to win this year. We're spending all the money we need to spend to get out of a hole, and we and we almost beat you. All right. So I think the answer is uh, 
Brett, oh, oh, here we go. Brett John says, Brady retires after week 18, which is the week before the Giants playoff game in the wild card. Look at Mr. Specific Brent Johns coming through with an interesting answer. All right. All right. Let's do, uh, we're doing the whole show with you guys today. Let's do kudos. As is the tradition of the show, the host gives kudos and then the guest gives taps or Aaron or, you know, in this case, it's you guys. So get the taps ready. Go ahead, throw them in the comments there and I'll do my kudos. I'm going to say the New York teams. Everyone thought they were going to suck this year. The Giants are four and one and the Jets are three and two. They've already smashed the the uh, over on the collective win total. If you bet preseason, I believe it was five and a half for both teams. <laughs> Something like that. Six, something. Anyway, they've already they've already done it, um, which is astounding. Five games in, you know, it's the, the teams are fun. I, I, you know, the the Giants. I think, I think they've really found their coach. Is what it feels like to me as an outsider. And I haven't watched closely. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys can correct me. But it feels to me like the Giants got a spark from a decent, from a good coach who showed up and was able to handle the situation. And he's got sort of a middle of the pack, lower end of the range starting quarterback. And they have just a complete disaster at the wide receiver position. All these things are going on. They lost Shepard for the year with an ACL and Kadarius Tony's been gimpy and a pain in the ass. And I don't know what's happening with Galladay if he just fell off a cliff and isn't good anymore or has some attitude problems in-house. But that team has been kind of a mess, and yet Barkley is back, and they seem to be walking with a spring in their step. And I feel like I can give the coach credit for all this stuff. And the Jets, you know, I like Sala. I, I, hope, I think Sala's doing a good job with the, Zet, with the Jets. I feel like Flacco played his, played his guts out when he was there, and I think Zach Wilson might actually prove to be a – a real quarterback, a franchise quarterback this year. <clears throat> and they have monster stud rookies that are just performing great. Garrett Wilson's been great. Brees Hall. Um, I, I think both those teams have, have turned it around in the same year. It's kind of amazing. They've, they've both been terrible for a few years. All right, let's see what you guys say for taps. Uh, Ron says, kudos to Cousins for breaking the completion record. I don't even know. What was that record? Was that some kind of record in uh, in London? Did he break an NFL record? Fill me in, Ron. Uh, Dallas defense. Yeah, Barry. Good point. Uh, four and one with a backup quarterback. That's kind of amazing. Kevin Wilson says, uh, true. Vikings are stumbling into wins they used to <laughs> they used to stumble into and lose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, <laughs> Taps to the G-Men for winning. Dayball. Yeah, he was juiced up yesterday, Andrea says. Uh, Justin Tucker. All right, Buddha had to reach down and find a uh, find a Raven to give taps to. Nice job. Yeah, Justin Tucker makes 58 bomb, 58-yard bombs look like extra points. Uh, Kelsey had Kostaki beat. Yep, Kelsey's been great. Uh, that wasn't this week. He's playing tonight. Uh, Gino played great. Yeah, I was going to do Gino, but I already gave him taps. I already gave him kudos recently. I didn't want to, didn't want to double back, but yeah, man, he's good. I think we have Tim Harmston. Hold on. Let's see if we can get him in here. Hey, hey, stranger. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. Good. You want to, are you on a different clock than me? What happened? Nah, I was sitting on a link that I, that, uh, Aaron gave me and I was just sitting there. But I guess it was a different <laughs> from last year. Yeah, I've been <laughs> I've been here for a year, so um, no, I was. Um, I'm bad at this, so. But Let me you, give you a proper intro. All right, he's he's he doesn't know what time it is or how to get to see a thing, but he's uh, he's a hell of a comic. He's from the Minneapolis area. He's done Letterman. He was the he was named the funniest person in the Twin Cities, the Acme annual contest. Yeah. Uh, 
you're one of those comics when I watch you, I'm like, ah, I wish I wrote that joke. That's, that's about well, as, as high a praise as you can give a comic. So welcome in, Tim. It's good to see you, buddy. Thank you. You you didn't mention I'm a big Packers fan, right? Did you? Or... I did. How you doing? You need a hug? <laughs> I'm not well. Uh, I'm not well. I'm not, uh, I'm not happy. And we're not, I've, you know, it's funny. I've been up here in the woods. Um, my wife and I have a place in the woods and I haven't really talked to anybody. So you're going to be the first person <laughs> I talk to about this. <laughs> I've been a lot of, holding in a lot of anger. No, it's just, it's the same old. Okay. A lot of people think that the Packers are somehow an elite team. And I saw so many headlines yesterday that the, the Giants stunned the Packers and the, you know, that there right. was a shocking uh, outcome in London. And it, it, if I could bet, if my state legislators allowed me to bet, I would have taken the eight points that the Giants got and run to the bank because it's there was no – I called this for so many people. This is not – the Packers are not going to win this game. They're not going to cover the spread. There's just – something is off. And you see Aaron Rodgers' body language on the sideline. You see Lafleur; He looks disjointed. He doesn't look comfortable. Um, something is off. And obviously they're trying they're, – they're, they look like they're pushing to figure out this Devontae Adams absence on the fly. And you've got two rookies, and th- there aren't really a lot of playmakers – on the offense aside from the running backs. And so they're yeah, trying to, right. they're trying to do what they can do. And it takes a while, you know, it takes live fire exercise to put and and God bless those two rookie white, you know, uh, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. They've done everything that you want and more. Yes. They've had mental mistakes, but <clears throat> that's not the problem. The problem is, is, is that this defense that we have is supposed to be this elite unit, but there you can't be elite and make that many mental mistakes and um, penalties and they, they can't stop the run. They don't make adjustments at halftime. And um, everybody knew what the, the, the giants were going to do. The giants did it and they won the game. And so I'm just, I don't, I'm just kind of upset about it. So <laughs> good to hear your voice. <laughs> I'm a lifelong Falcons fan. So when, when somebody comes on and is sad about their team, I find it to be adorable. It's cute. Um, all right. I've, I have several questions for you. So I feel like, I feel like in the last year, we've gotten to know Aaron Rodgers a little more. I feel like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson have become less likable in the last yes. year. And Tom Brady has weirdly become more likable. He's like, self-deprecating on social media and he's got marital problems. He seems like a person. (laughs) He's he's been a robot to me his whole life. And now he seems somewhat human. And I feel like Aaron and Russell are like their images are coming apart at the seams. I don't, don't, how do you feel about Aaron Rodgers? Well, I, I feel a lot about, you know, I was, I was talking to some friends this morning about Baker Mayfield Hmm. and the way I feel about Baker Mayfield is that he's always been a mediocre quarterback. He's not an elite player by any stretch of the imagination. But in the NFL, when you get a lot of uh, commercials and branding opportunities like Baker Mayfield did, it just reinforces this notion in people's mind that, oh, Baker Mayfield must be really good. He's on all these progressive, you know, insurance ads. (laughs) And I'm not saying, I'm not making a case that, that, Rodgers isn't good because he's on the, the the commercials all the time. I'm making a case that it shapes the perception of not only the player, but the franchise. So everyone goes into a game like in London on Sunday thinking the Packers are, they're, they're great, right? They've got Aaron Rodgers. They're great. But, but very few in the national media or, you know, the NFL casual fan doesn't peel back the layers and see the problem with these teams. And that is that, you know, there's just, the Packers have always been kind of soft 
And if you want to beat the Packers, you just run down their throats and then you win. And we've seen it in the playoff <laughs> so many times. That's a hell of a slogan. <laughs> <laughs> the Packers are soft. I mean, that could be on their jersey. Um, uh, 100% cotton. Um, <laughs> but the, it, and so with Rodgers, it's like, you know, the the public perception is always that that you know he's attached to a, an elite team and and you know there's a lot that goes into making a football team there's special teams yeah right the packers are horrendous there's defense which we we're not a good defensive football team and there's but people think oh it's Aaron Rodgers it's a you know they the Aaron Rodgers must be better than Daniel Jones um and the the New York Giants so of course they're going to get 8 points but you know people don't peel back the layers and and you know and this weekend we play the Jets at Lambeau Field and the, the line is 7 and a half it's like i would be tempted to take the Jets i don't, i'm not, there's no guarantee Zach Wilson is playing quality football with a lot of weaponry right but know. we also know that Aaron is he's he's got some ups and downs, but at any point he just turns it to 11 and he's just lights out. Amazing. Right. That's going to happen at some point this season. Right. Yeah, I think so. Although he's always, he's built his legacy on having a security blanket receiver and, and it's, it's been Jordy Nelson. It's been Greg Jennings. It's been uh, James Jones. It's been Randall Cobb. It's been Devonte Adams. And yeah. he doesn't, for the first time in a long time, he doesn't have that that um, that binky, the the blanky that the, the yeah, baby he doesn't have an elite receiver, right? That's right. And so yeah. he's fine. Can you find that on the fly? Maybe Dobbs is a good. He looks great, but you know, I think there's well, maybe some- this. I was going to say, maybe this isn't your situation, but I was kind of thinking about this earlier because is it what what happens when you end up not liking your quarterback that's that plays for a team that you like? You know, like I had to root for Michael Vick for a while, you know, like, you know, like, can you watch Woody Allen movies? You know what I mean? Like, can you listen to Michael Jackson songs? Can you can you listen to Noah from Bill Cosby and enjoy it anymore? Like. Right. Can you separate out the man from the player and still, you know, Roethlisberger was like, That's you know, great- but people were lifelong Steelers fan. What do you do with that situation where you don't like the person? Yeah, that's a great, that's a really good question. And I've thought about it a lot, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to back you into this corner for your guy, no, your team. I want to talk about this. Um, okay. I'm up in the woods by myself. Um <laughs> Here's, I thought a lot about the the you know the pandemic, and Josh Allen was one of the first players to say uh, I need to do more research. You had Cole Beasley, who was you know ardently anti-vax, and and Aaron Rodgers said some dumb stuff and came off like a jerk and a lot of the time. And I, as for not just athletes but people outside of sports. I want to give everybody a pass. I mean, I know some people were more damaging and and really hurt a lot of people, but I'm like, if I held on to the anger, you know, that I have <laughs> towards everybody that said or did something stupid in the pandemic, I would be nothing but physical anger. Five foot eight, two hundred and fifty-two <laughs> pounds of physical anger. <laughs> so I'm okay. I'm just going to, I just block it out of my mind. I, I went back to, okay, it's just the Aaron Rodgers that I, I've known. Um, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't have any choice. And I feel I feel horrible for the people of Cleveland. It's like, you know. Yes, that's a perfect example. What do you do with that fan base? I don't know. I mean, I, that's one where I'd be tempted to like pick up stakes and go to the Bengals or whatever, but, but I think so too. I, they, they, you know, the Falcons flirted with them and actually in one of the pictures of the yeah. announcement, there's a Falcons Jersey with his name on it in the background of the photo. Like apparently it was close yeah. and I might have just walked away at that point. I really did not want to root for that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and, and, you know, and, and Rogers, 
had Rogers didn't say anything worse than our crazy uncle, you know? That, yeah, that, no, I, that, that's right. Yeah, you're right. And, and I, I agree to give people a little bit of the benefit of the doubt under the, in the name of, he appears to be earnestly trying to figure things out for himself. Right. Like he's yeah. not, he's not trying to make a mess of things, but I, but, but even separate from that one issue, which I have strong feelings about. Like I find him to be unlikable, and I didn't. I don't remember thinking that before. I remember liking him before. Yeah, that's that's a great <laughs> question. To, I mean, that's a great comment because I I always kind of liked Aaron Rodgers, and in fact, I've worked with him. Um, uh, when I before comedy, I worked in the film industry quite a bit as a props person, and I got a chance to work with him on um, some of the state early State Farm stuff. Oh, okay, just a wonderful guy i mean he was nice to the crew and he was nice to me and oh, that's uh, cool to hear yeah and, and um i always held him in high regard and i always thought well he's a little quirky like you know like a he might be like a, one of those deadhead kind of um you know uh conspiracy people i don't know but i'm like that's, <laughs> <laughs> how do we want our quarterbacks to be perfect people and you know we want our oh that's a great perfect. point of course right and, no and, i agree know, with it, that I go through this with uh, the the golf thing right now. I'm a big golf fan, and so here we have, uh, you know, the golf world just divided in two with the, um, you know, the, the Saudi Arabian thing, and I'm struggling with a lot of that. I'm like, well, do I really want to support those golfers that took all the money? And I'm like, but you know, I we want so much out of our athletes, and I don't. I think we're learning that we're not that we can't hold athletes to a high regard anymore, especially when they're all armed with Twitter and, um, you know, yeah. they're in the news cycle all the time. So I, I feel like I've kind of gone a little bit the other way. I've, I feel like I've gotten, I don't know if it's jaded or just more sort of practical minded, like even with something like fantasy, I used to not pick guys I didn't like, I don't want them on my team. And now I see them almost like you go to the dog track. Like I, I have them separated out for this purpose yeah. They're just pieces to the puzzle that I'm building. I don't care if they're, you know, if they're doing something untoward with their girlfriends later. I'm I'm betting on a thing that's happening. I mean, I care as a human, but in terms of I, I'm able to separate it out is what I mean. And I, I don't know if that's even the right place to land, but that's currently where I am on this front. Well, I mean, as comedians, you know, we, we we're forced to, you know, forced to look at things like Woody Allen or, or, you know, Louis CK or whatever the, you know, everybody, you have to confront things that, you know, can you separate art? Michael Jackson. God, I, you know, it's like, I, yeah, I grew up exactly. a Jackson fan. Yeah. So I don't, you know, I don't think we, I don't, I think everybody has their own comfort level, but back to Aaron Rodgers, like I know for a fact, you know, because Green Bay is a small community and, people see things and hear things. And I know that Aaron's done some really nice things for people, um, you know, for, for, um, he's a thoughtful guy. He's, yeah. he's a smart, thoughtful person. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I may be overstating a little bit my own sort of disdain for him, but I just, I was surprised <laughs> that it's been a little, I'm surprised how much my perception of him has shifted in the last couple of years. And I feel the same way about Russell Wilson. He just feels so plasticky and fake to me. It seems like it's all just this like illusion. Yeah. It's like, this is who I want you to think I am. And we don't even know who that guy is. And I, maybe that's an overstatement too, but I, I've been surprised that I've gotten, and I do, I feel I've always disliked Tom Brady. Mostly just, it wasn't even about him. It was just the the idea of him. It's like that, that, yeah. the, that the guy who has all the advantages always yeah. wins. Like, I hate that guy. It's not even about him, but I feel like he's gotten more likable. I feel like he's sort of self-deprecating and he's playful and he's, he said some things that feel, you know, again, thoughtful and sort of human that I wouldn't have heard from him earlier. Maybe I wasn't ready to hear. I don't know. I like him more than I used to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think that's all, that's all really valid. I, I feel the same way about Tom Brady too. I think, we he he was the villain for a long time because nobody could beat him and and right. now that he's sent it at the tail end of his career you really look back and you're like wow what a what a legacy like what a what it's a tremendous yeah. catalog yeah. of work and i feel the same about belichick i knew when when belichick came to green bay 2 weeks ago i'm like he's going to put together a game plan 
and they're, <laughs> they're gonna bring it to us. You know, it's Bill Belichick, and they brought it to us to the very last second of the game. And with a, with third, a kid who's never a fourth round rookie who's never played in the NFL, it was amazing <laughs> that that game was close. Yeah, and this this is what I'm talking about with the Packers. <laughs> it's like we play down to opponents that we should always beat. Um, we don't we don't put our foot on the gas and never look back. We always let people hang around. We were up 17 to three in the mid mid second quarter against the Giants, right? And we let them hang around. We let them get confidence. Um, you know, I'm I'm just I'm super frustrated. And there's a lot of season left, and it could turn around. But I'm not. I'm not super hopeful. All right. One last Packers question: Who wins the division? Is it Packers or is it Vikings? Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah I think the Vikings are going to do it, and and I say that because they have that combo of Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and and, and Adam Thielen. They have some weapons and cousins. Yeah, Cousins makes some dumb mistakes, but Rodgers has made a lot of bad throws. A lot yeah. of bad throws. Cousins is playing better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Um, their defense, maybe the Packers have a slight edge on defense, but um, I think the momentum is with the Vikings, and the schedule gets really difficult for the the Packers. I mean, we're in the same division. We have a lot of the same schedule, um, but, the you know, I just I think it's time this new kid and I call him kid. These coaches are kids, you know. These are, <laughs> that's how old we are. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin O'Connell and uh, <laughs> seems to be inspiring confidence in that team. I mean, that team hated Mike Zimmer, and then they bring in somebody who they like, and now they're playing inspired football. So I like yeah. the Vikings to win the NFC North. I don't like I like the Eagles and Bills in the Super Bowl. I don't know. I jumped ahead. I jumped way ahead. But no, that's that's interesting. I, I mean, sitting here right now, that makes perfect sense. <clears throat> I can't believe the Eagles are that good. Seems weird, but maybe they are. Well, All right, I want to ask you a personal thing. Yeah. And if it's personal, tell me to go fuck myself. It's okay. Um, you and I share a very unusual thing: uh, comics who were in a relationship with a comic. That's such a specific, weird little niche in the world. There's only I don't know how many people have ever done that uh maybe 10 couples i can think of in the history of my career that i've seen or known of my situation was somewhat easy because she was so far ahead of me that we weren't ever competing for anything right um and she would just help me here and there with some stuff and i would go to her big shot things you know i went to tapings at conan and letterman and whatever um how is it how is it to be with someone who is in the same weird little craft you know what? It's it's a very it's I'm in a very similar situation. Uh, my wife is, you know, super successful. Um, <laughs> she's I mean, but but we we've been doing. Um, did you two ever go on stage together? When? Yeah, we did. I would I would travel with her, and I would be the middle act. We did that a lot. And every once in a while, we'd be on the stage at the same time. But usually, I just did my twenty-five and made fun of her, and then she yeah. did fifty-five and made fun of me. You know, we yeah. Did that. Well, we we've been doing a thing where we go on stage together as a. Oh, know, that's fascinating. Okay. Like a Burns and Allen thing, and and we didn't, we don't ever want it to be, um, you know, contrived or kitschy, or we just we. But we, there are things that we write that we are like, well, we should do this together. And so over the years we've compiled about an hour, an hour's worth of together jokes. And so um, there have, we, so we do that mostly in theaters that will have us, not big theaters, but small theaters. And we, and so it's been kind of a, it's been kind of cool in the sense that um, we have a good onstage rapport and people respond to it well it, it is it is a very difficult ride home from a gig if it doesn't go well <laughs> you know because it's just like like you're trying to answer There's no third person to cheer you up yeah right <laughs> yeah but, but we've done quite a bit we do corporates like that um we get requested we're we're kind of our agent sort of um sells us as this thing so that part is kind of fun um but yeah, That's it's interesting. 
she's got a lot of voiceover uh, success. Her new her her the cartoon that she does a voice on just got um, got uh, renewed for a fifth season. It's called Solar Opposites on Hulu, and it's a great show. It's a very popular show, and so um, it's fun to watch her have a, a, a success. Oh, um, that's cool to hear. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's had Mary a lot- Mack, by the way, for the listener yeah. who might not know, Mary Mack and Tim Harmston, both great comics and a couple, and based out of Minneapolis, um, at least originally. Where are you now? Um, we're up in the the woods. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the woods. Is this where you current? Is this where you live full time? Yeah, up near uh, Lake Superior and. Bayfield County. We're way. Oh, okay. Oh, you're way up there. Okay. Way, way up there. Um, if you were not far from the upper peninsula of Michigan, like way, way up there. So yeah, uh, we, we, that's funny. My ex was great at voiceover stuff too. I would, I would go in, I watched her, uh, do recordings for Phineas and Ferb and I, I went in and watched it. That is, that's a pretty sweet gig. I mean, it's, not to take anything away from getting it because she earned it and she's great at it, but the work itself was easy for her to do. You know what I mean? Um, they go, you know, uh, the kids are in the yard and you're trying to get them to come in. Yeah. Phineas Ferb. Uh, okay. A little more like, um, yeah, try it. Try it. Like there's, you're going to hurry and you know, she does it a couple different ways. Like, okay, we got that you know, do the, you know, this one, yeah. this goes on for a couple of hours and then you walk out of there and yeah. checks come in the mail for years. Yeah, yeah I know. It's, it's, it's my healthcare and, uh, I, <laughs> that's how, yeah, it, it's, but she's, you know, uh, Mary's really good at it. Um, she's really works, you know, she really takes it seriously, takes the character, tries to, you know, get into the character and takes it seriously. And, and, um, Oh yeah. I'd so don't mean to diminish the work and, yeah. and I'm sure she's good at it. her voice is so distinctive and she's so smart and interesting. I'm sure she brings a lot to it. I just, from a, from yeah. a doing the work point of view, it's, it is remarkably like you, it's, a, it, it's sweet. Yeah. And we can do during the pandemic, she's been able to do it remotely. So we don't have to live in Los Angeles so she can go Even to a, better. Yeah. Roll out of bed, go to a studio, two miles away and then read, read lines. And yeah, it is a nice gig and it is, you know, and it's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's great. Cause when you do road comedy, you know, for a long, long time, if you can parlay it into a, a voiceover or a commercial audition or, you know, you know, like I would love it when I see actor or, you know, com- comics that we know, pop up on a Verizon commercial or whatever, you know, you're like, Oh, thank God that, you know, that guy. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, this living on the road and doing that is, it's there's a, there's like an, uh, like an, a feature level kind of like really good open mic. I don't want to diminish him, but he's kind of a newish comic that I saw when I was in uh, Colorado Springs. He's got a mullet. He's got a really unusual look. And I was just flipping through Instagram and he's in an underwear ad. I'm like, oh, good for him. It's amazing. <laughs> well, there will never be an underwear ad that I appear in. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing we can be sure of. Hey, he's he's he ain't in it because he's a he's a you know supermodel. <laughs> you got you gotta go the funny angle sometimes, Tim. Oh yeah, those funny underwear ads. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a couple more questions. Uh, and then I'll let you get out of here. Um how was doing Letterman? Did it scramble your brain? Was it a, was it a crazy? Because I have I I feel like on twelve different measures of what it is to be a comic, I'm in the somewhere between A and B range on all the things except for poise under pressure. I think I have a tendency to crack when it's most important. It's been a weakness of mine. Uh, how do you how do you handle it when the chips are down and you know this is the big moment? How do you do it? You know, um, well, first of all, I I'm that the I was a huge Letterman fan my whole life. I mean, as a child on NBC, staying up late, and you know, so for me to do it was a remarkable, um, you know, honor. And uh, it was, but I, I and this is going to sound super um, selfish, but I, I always feel like I did it too early. Like I wasn't a great comic. I'm not oh, that that's great, interesting. Not that I'm a great comic now, but I, 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 
you know, I, I had a good set. I mean, I think the writing was what was interesting about the set, but, but I wish I could do it now because I know I would bring so much more personality to it, you know, like right. back then it was like just joke robot. Like, okay, you just do this set a thousand times. You go around Minneapolis and you do the same five minutes for four weeks and everyone's like, what's right? Is Tim have a head injury? Like, he just yeah, right, right. That's right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it it was super fun and it was super, it was everything. Like when I look back on my life, I'm like, I, the fact that I got to do that will always be a real special moment for, for me. And, um, love it. Yeah. And it was just, it was just really cool. And, and I wish that I, I was trying to do another one and, and then he retired. Like I just started to start the process of trying to make another tape and then, but, um, oh, right. But go back to my question. How do you, when you're, when you're standing behind the curtain, yeah. how do you not vomit and run out of there? Like, how do you keep your shit together? Uh, it's so funny because um, you're, you, you, the green room or your dressing room is upstairs and, and you're the, the last thing to do on the show. Like you're almost like this, the end of the show, you know, the last segment or whatever. And so you're kind of up there and you're, you wait, you're listening for this elevator. Like, is someone going to come up and get me or what? I've been there. I've been backstage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. And you're like, uh, and I kind of like <laughs> looking at my watch and I'm like, start, my, my buddies are with me and they're like, oh, should we get someone? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. I thought that, that when I was there too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not even mic'd up yet. Like I'm not, I don't even have a microphone on and I'm supposed to be on stage and like, you know, I, I wish they would have told you more about that part because I thought, oh, I've, I got bumped. They Obviously, they don't have time for me. You know, so right. Maybe that was a blessing because my brain was all, you know, worried about that instead of sweating the set. And then the, the, and then during the commercial, the, the elevator comes up. They put you on it. You go down. There's a guy at the bottom of the lapel, puts it on. And then he's like, I'm going to tap you on the back in, in about a minute and a half and and then just walk out to that star and do your thing and and you know and, and so i really it was just it was a blur it was an absolute right. blur. i walk out and i had them play i had the band paul schaefer's band i had them play um let's go crazy by prince because i was from minneapolis ah that's great and he's playing it and i stop and um you know, and then the first joke that I did, Paul Schaefer just started laughing. He's right next to you. He started laughing. He, he really, I mean, he really thought it was funny. And that just set up, that was like the green light for me to just, you know, that sort of took, took away the nerves. Cause I was like, well, if I got Paul, um, you know, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's a great so, story. Yeah. It was really fun. So that's and, cool, man. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't going to tell that. I don't think I've ever told this publicly, but I'll, I'll tell you about the time I was there. I was there. My girlfriend at the time was doing a set on Letterman and uh, the the guest was Terrell Owens. He was the second guest. So, so she, first of all, uh, she he's in the green room. I'm shaking hands. I'm a big football fan. First of all, his hand, like, you know, it's just like, it's like two hands. It just completely cut your hand disappears yeah. into his hand. And he is ridiculously handsome and engaging and yeah. likable in real life. Um, and they were kidding around. She was like, I don't know what to say to a football player before you, I can't say break a leg. Right. So they were joking around about breaking a leg. Um, he goes out, he does the segment. Dave loves him, keeps him on for another segment. She gets bumped <laughs> because of Terrell Owens. The very next game, this is all true. Terrell Owens breaks his leg. Yeah. He was playing for the Eagles. It was the year that he came back and played in the Super Bowl after not playing for like two months. Yeah. He literally breaks his leg and he misses the whole season. Uh, and then the next year, I had told this story to a couple of my com comedy buddies. And then the next year, he was traded to the Raiders. And yeah. uh, and uh, Daryl Lennox, who's a big Raiders fan, yeah. he calls me and goes, Hey, keep your witchy girlfriend away from my new receiver. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't last with the Raiders either, did he? Like he didn't stick around. No, no, it was all kind of downhill at that point. He he bounced around, and he was a great cowboy, and he was a great eagle, and then it was sort of like oh. it was a great Niner for. Yes, of course. Yes, he was. He was great. I mean, he was a bit of a head case, but 
freaky good receiver. My goodness. Yeah, really hall of fame. Anyway, it's great to have you, man. I'm glad we, we figured out how to get you in here. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Anytime. So, so, uh, so Packers, uh, wild card, maybe. I don't, I don't even think so. I, wow. I think that coming. would be weird. They didn't make the playoffs at all. It would be, but I think the Vikings are going to win the division. So, and and then the, the NFC East is loaded. So, all right. Can yeah. we plug anything for you? Can we tell people where you're going to be or where to find you? Yeah. Um. I had I, I have a dry bar that came out a couple weeks ago. So. Oh, I didn't cool. realize it was that new. That's great. Yeah. So if you're into dry bar comedy, um, check it out. It, I'm, I think it's available for streaming now. So. Yeah, dry, the dry bar does. They do good work. You got to be clean. They don't want religion. They don't want politics. They don't want sex. But they're they're doing good stuff for their for their demo. They're, I know. did an entire half hour on how I hate Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> you just did that here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I didn't have to try. I had already done this. Set, so. <laughs> you could say fuck here. You you can really get into it. Yeah, I didn't we, we know. Let, I didn't know. Let, yeah, yeah. It's okay to be political. Um, it's great to talk to you, buddy. Uh, don't be a stranger. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you again. Maybe when the, when the, uh, Packers make the playoffs, we'll have you back on and get a different mood out of you. Uh, yeah. Go Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I'll see you next time. You Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. We did things a little out of order. We did, uh, we did the, uh, all the questions and the kudos and the taps on the, which comes first with you, the listeners instead of with Tim Harmston, but I think it worked out. Um, we appreciate the listening. Do come join us on social media, Kostaki Economopolis, everywhere you look and find stuff, and all pro lines at all pro lines on all the big ones. Uh, come join us, and uh, we'll see you in a week. Go Chiefs. I hope you get what you want tonight, fantasy wise and whatever else. You want there. Do a little outro music. I like this song too. Call it a night. Love you guys. Appreciate the listen. Okay, stand by.